time He's waiting in the wings He speaks of senseless things His script is you and me Boy Time He flexes like a whore Falls wanking to the floor His trick is you and me Boy
Hey everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Magical Mystery Tour. We have a new guest this week. I'm just kidding. It's the same guest as last week. <laughs> wow, surprise! It's Sadie again. I know Hello. we promised this one. This isn't actually like a, a bit we're gonna do. Like I genuinely will have new guests every week. No, Ollie's actually only got one friend, and it's me. And the only reason I come along is because we live together. That would be really funny though yeah. if I like started last week. Like we're gonna have new guests every week. It's <laughs> just you, <laughs> me, every week. Except I wear different hats every time. You know, we actually know what we should have done. We should have had you come in and pretend to be someone else and see how long people know. We it. can still do that if you want we could just pretend. oh actually it's not sadie <laughs> uh it's uh my sadie's secret twin sarah 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 yeah i'm sarah sarah mansfield yeah <laughs> um yeah um we had another guest plan mm-hmm. but i when i say we i use the royal we <laughs> the royal we um i had another guest plan but it you know it didn't work out for this week but hopefully i'm gonna get her on um another week um but we are still going to talk about most of what we plan to talk about, which is films and specifically the Oscars. This is going to be a very film-heavy podcast. Yeah, I must admit that I am not the most knowledgeable about films. I feel like mm. your, uh, your <laughs> I would agree. Your, your planned I'm, I'm guest kidding. may have had this episode designed around her, and I'm I don't know why we're talking now. about her. Like she's <laughs> yeah, AJ, we're calling you out. <laughs> um. I uh no, I mean we did we did film studies together. Yeah. Well, some film studies. We met on a film studies module, we met on so a film, you know. I did two film studies module in first year. The worst so, ones. Th- yeah, the second one wasn't too bad, but um, mm. I have some very small knowledge about specific areas of film, yeah. and you can deal with that, right? You're not going to quiz me too much, right, Ollie? Oh yeah, absolutely no games, no quizzing, no okay, shenanigans good. of any kind. Good, good. Just a normal, non-magical, non-mystery, non-tour show. It's the what's the, what's the opposite word of magical? Not magical. <laughs> I don't think there is a word. <laughs> I was gonna like replace every word in it. Yeah, that would have been really funny, but I don't think there is like a antonym to <laughs> antonym. Magical. Ooh, working yeah. out all the words yeah. today. How's your week been? <laughs> How have you been since we last checked in? I'm tired, but mm. I'm fine. Uh, you've heard all about me being very excited about various dissertation-related things. As so, usual. Yep. Um, that's been my week. Nothing too riveting has happened. Mm. You had an exciting weekend, though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I got to reunite with my friends from school, who I, I love so much. Shout out to Phoebe and Kate, mm-hmm. um, who I might drag onto the podcast at some point. Um, but yeah, we had a really nice time. Mm-hmm. Went out to the club that I always end up going to. <laughs> and what club's that, Ollie? Heaven. Yes. And I had um, more energy than I normally. Oh my god! Like I don't know. I stayed up until five a.m. I know. I wow. came into the living room and you were on the sofa, and it was like I slept two hours. Yeah, nine in the morning. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I don't know how you're alive. I wonder I missed my nine a.m. this morning. Uh, <laughs> and then you didn't go to bed until like two in the morning either so you had a day yesterday. yeah it was it was a day but you know and then I, I i stayed you know on the couch and i watched too hot to handle like half of the season with phoebe so it was okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and get you to watch that show what's your rating of it compared to the other seasons uh it's fine it's fine they have the same archetypes every season there's always the one guy who's like 
uh, it's a lot of money, so I'm actually not gonna have sex. And he takes it really seriously and he becomes like the police officer. That guy's always really boring. And then, actually, I'm gonna stop myself. It's gonna go off <laughs> just if I talk about it. Yeah, Basically, I just you... pick up on like the most random details of it. I don't watch it like a normal person does. I think they expect you to like root for the couples. All I do is like, I look at the thing and I'm like, why isn't she eating her food? Like on the day. <laughs> or like, I'll be like, I hate that, you know, haircut. I think you should get Phoebe on for a. Um... Two hot handle episode. episode yeah. Oh god, we would talk about that for hours. I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Um, uh, well, we'll take a quick break. Um, but uh, after that, we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations. Yes. Um, our first song that wasn't "Time" by David Bowie, which also we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But our first song break is "Cold War" by Janelle Monae, a woman who you know I fucking adore. She is. Yeah. Yeah. All these songs, well, not all of them. Some of these songs are connected to Best Picture nominees and or just movies recently. So Janelle Monae obviously was in Glass Onion, almost got nominated for an Oscar. Oh, it was so was good. I loved that film so um, much. And this is from her album Arc Android, which I fucking love as well. Like, it's such a good album. I recently rediscovered it and I was like, this is this is a banger. Mm-hmm. I think I need to give it a proper listen to because I've not really. But this is it's maybe a my really cool concept. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, we'll be back in a minute. So you think I'm alone?
Hi, we're back. That was Cold War by Janelle Monet. What did you think, Sadie? Um, I mean, it's not my style of music that I tend to listen to, but it was good. Yeah. I could I can appreciate a good song, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I've been connecting... Uh, this playlist is mostly connected to movies and stuff like that. Um, so Janelle Monet, obviously, in Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked Time by David Bowie to, like, intro us into the episode because it's in the trailer for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which has 11 Academy Award nominations. Incredible, incredible. Thank God, I fucking love that film. And I'm so happy that it's getting there. It's genuinely one of the best films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. And that trailer, I remember watching it in the Waterloo Library at like 2 a.m. after having done my exam studying. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I actually had small tears in my eyes watching that trailer. Like they used Aww. that, they used that um, that song so well, and I knew I was gonna love that movie before I watched it. Yeah, I've never actually seen the trailer. I don't think. I think maybe it, you should it, watch it. It's a good, it's a good trailer. Yeah, that's my task when we get home. Yeah, um, but I thought we could talk a bit about the the Oscars because I forced you to watch a live stream. Yeah, it was fun. I've never watched all of the like readings out of like mm. and nominated for. So it was quite exciting. Yeah. Um, I love a bit of Riz Ahmed, so... <laughs> yeah, he, he did the co-hosting for it with the yeah. girl from Megan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I can see the appeal. Not the robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the human from Megan, the not the robot. The human from Megan, but yeah. Um, um, that would have been a sleigh. Mm-hmm. She comes out on stage and sings Titanium. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought, you know, let's talk about the Best Picture nominees. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the main thing. Uh, the nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. I think they should get you to do the reading out next year. Oh, that was very you. professional. Thank you. I didn't say all of the the names. You know how they're always like, Avatar The Way of Water, James Cameron and John <laughs> Landau, producers. Yes. I don't know why they always had producer at the producers. end. Producers. I mean, I guess because they don't want to... All Quiet on the Western Front, Malte Gruner, producer. Yeah. We know. Why don't you just say produced by? Produced, Why yeah. producer at the I end? I mean, it I guess like... for the, like, the director's one, they say like director. So for that one, I have to say producer. No, they don't. They don't go Steven Spielberg, director. Do they not? No. Oh. They, they just say, here are the nominees for best director, Steven Spielberg, The Fableman. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to take it up with the Academy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> random tangent. <laughs> tangent, yeah. Tangent. Um, how many of these have you seen? Oh, no. None of them. You've seen Elvis. Oh, I've seen... Wait, read them to you again. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front. You definitely... Have, I know you haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen that. Avatar The Way of Order. Which, by the way, I'm going to bring this up now. We talked about how much money that movie was going to make before it came out. And I knew it was going to make bank. And you were like, no one's going to fucking watch it. It made over $2.1 <laughs> billion. It's no Avatar the first film, though. I, it's 800 million short, considering it hasn't even left theatres, and the other one had, like, 10 re-releases. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. You proved me wrong. I get the point. <laughs> Still, the movie was mid. Anyway, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. But obviously it got a nomination. Like, it's, 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 it's a big achievement. I don't, I don't dispute it getting a nomination. And it will definitely win Best Visual Effects, so... Yeah, I've not seen it, so... Anyway, so, I've seen Elvis. Talk to me, I have... This is a reverse. I have not seen Elvis, nor do I want to watch it. But, tell me why you like Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. So, 
I'm not going to call it a perfect film. Hmm. I think there are some very problematic parts of it because of the fact it had to be like approved by the Elvis estate and everything. So yeah. they weren't going to include the fact he essentially had a child bride oh, and also what? the fact that he appropriated I'm black shocked. music without giving credit to a lot of the artists that it yeah. originated from. But they were never going to talk about that. But mm. if you look at it solely as a film, the whole Vegas maximalist aesthetic of Elvis is so well done with Baz Luhrmann's style of directing. It's so over the top. It's just everything you'd want for a film about Elvis. Austin Butler's acting, incredible. Mm. Tom Hanks does ruin the film a little bit, personally. I think that's not a hot take. Yeah, Um, no, I I, I remember watching the trailer and being like, "Mm, Tom Hanks. But that was what I've heard people say that it has a confusing... Um, structure because it seems like it's being told from the perspective of the colonel, his manager but then at other points it is the Elvis story and it's not. It's the Elvis story told through the perspective of the colonel I'm just, I'm not the biggest Baz Luhrmann fan. I know, you've talked about this before I, I like Moulin Rouge. Yes I am not, and I'll say this again if I have to, I said this the other day and someone was shocked by it I don't know why I keep on talking about this person as if they're like the Babadook. AJ. <laughs> AJ was shocked that I didn't like um, Romeo and Juliet. I don't like his version of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I, f- I, f- I find it too much. I think it's mid. And I fucking hate The Great Gatsby. I love the book. I hate his adaptation of it. I've also not seen that. It's just, I've seen it's, Moulin Rouge, but I was quite young. It's um, not good. But I think his, his style of filmmaking is suited for a certain topic of film yeah and I think Elvis does fit with Baz Luhrmann quite well so I I do think I would like it it's just not something that I ever saw being best picture material and honestly I don't think most people did I think it just sort of snuck up because this is a very interesting year for this is I think the first time that they put in the rule that there have to be 10 nominees Uh before it was a sliding scale from five to ten so they could have seven if they wanted mm-hmm. or they could have five or they could have nine this is the first year that they had to fill out ten slots mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean that there weren't ten good movies this year because there were am- amazing films this year mm-hmm. but what catches on and what doesn't catches on with the academy isn't always what's the best films of the year yeah i think that I personally wouldn't nominate it for Best Picture, but I mm. think it deserves Best Picture more than Avatar. That's my hot take. Well, that's not even... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get that point of view. Like, yeah. it's Avatar is fine. I think Avatar's a mid-story. The thing that Avatar has going for it is the visual effects, but other yeah. than that, there's not much to it at all, whereas I think Elvis has good acting from Austin Butler, at least. It's got good editing and yeah. a good story. Mm-hmm. Well, like... This like like I was saying though this this year is just a top heavy year. Yeah. You have everything everywhere, which everyone I've spoken to absolutely loved it. There's this weird myth in like entertainment trades and like insiders supposedly that the film is divisive, even though it made you know got eleven nominations as critically acclaimed. It was a box office smash. Never heard anyone say a bad word about it. I think it's because like they some people have this like cons- concept that older people don't like the film, but I feel like that's just one of those self fulfilling like if you say it enough times. Yeah. Then, then you've com- that you're convincing yourself that that's the case. But I literally have not never heard. Anyway, never heard that before. Uh-huh. So like you've got a, a juggernaut in that, 
Banshees of Inishirin is a love, beloved film. I liked it. Mm-hmm. That one's a film that I've only ever heard. I liked it from people compared to like the crazy praise that I've seen get yeah. for it. But it's a cool film and it's a heavy hitter. Tar, one of the best films I've seen this year. Amazing. And Kate Blanchett is just... Oh, she's she's so magnetic in it. And even though she's playing a despicable human, like an <laughs> evil woman, she, she was so likable that you... Or, like, it's so easy to root for her. Okay. I've like, not seen Tart, but I think that is one of the ones that I will probably end up watching after the Oscars. Yeah. But I'll enjoy it. Yeah. I still haven't seen Fablemans yet. I'll come back we're, to we're that. We're going to go see that. Yeah, we need to house. see Fablemans. Like, I, I'm i very excited to see it. And I, I, I think we're underestimating the fact that... Or, like, we're not talking enough about the fact that Steven Spielberg is, like... I can't remember how old he is. He's like pretty, pretty sure he's like almost in his eighties. So Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Okay. And this man has pushed out film after film after film. He was in the Oscars last year for West Side Story, an amazing film, even though it stars a very problematic lead, but a great film. And now he's in the conversation again, the the year after. So he's seventy six. Yeah. But he's directing The Color Purple next year. Apparently. What do you mean he's directing The Colour Purple next year? He did it, like, 20 years ago. Why does it say 2023, then? Oh, wait, it is 2023. No, he's directing The Colour Purple this year, apparently. What? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Look, it says 2023. Musical drama, 2023. (laughs) Oh, my God, let's look at this. Um, Director, Blitz Bazoule. Producers, Steven Spielberg. Oh, he's a producer, then. Wait, did he direct the original The Colour Purple? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. This goes to the show... The more you know. Yeah. I, that's very... That's an interesting choice. Yeah. Huh. I think he directed that, like, the year after Schindler's List. Huh. Wow. Maybe I should watch it. Well. My mum keeps saying I need to read the <laughs> book, so... Anyway, let's take another break. I thought we would... I, I would pick for this specific segment a song connected to one of the, the films. But... They're not very musical best picture choices. Like, they don't really have, like, I think Tar has, like, two songs in it, even though it's a movie about a composer. Not, no shade, I love that film. But, like, it's not easy to, like, make a playlist out of. So I just picked an Elvis Presley song that I like. So I picked Never Been to Spain. Which, Interesting. Which is also, um, if you didn't know, one of James Gunn's top, like, three songs that didn't make it into the first Guardians. So this was going to be in it. Anyway, I'll play that now. Well, I've never been to Spain But I kind of like the music Say the ladies are insane And they sure know how to use it They don't abuse it Never gonna I can't refuse Well, I've never been to England But I kind of like the Beatles So I headed for Las Vegas Only made it out to Needles 
That was Never Been to Spain by Elvis Presley. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I very approve. Good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest Elvis fan, but I do really like that song. Yeah. I think I listen to Elvis's music with like a pinch of salt because, mm. you know, yeah. him as a person. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of But of Elvis, I I think honestly. he's got a great voice and Mm-hmm. Especially like when he starts mis- mixing with like gospel and stuff. Yeah, no, really yeah. He's I, obviously a very talented musician. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I thought we could play a game. Ooh, oh, no. this is how wild we get on this show. Oh no, what are you gonna make me try and do today? Oh, your acting is amazing. Pretending like you don't know what I'm doing. It's for the the, <laughs> so the podcast, Ollie. Um, I'm gonna ask you. What, if you can name, this is like, you're like my litmus test for the general public. Can you name the last 10 best pictures? No. Can you, okay, if I told, okay, last year was the 94th Academy Awards. Was it The Power of the Dog? No. That was nominated though, right? Yes, it had the most nominations that year. Yeah, I don't know what one best. Oh wait, no, Coda. Yeah. It was Coda because it was unexpected. See, I did know that one. Yeah, you see, like. You, you know, you, yeah. you, you, I, you might know that's a little the ex- bit about that. Oh, wait. Parasite. Not the year before that. But it, I'll count it. You've got two down. You've got the you got the 94th down and you've got the 92nd down. Who? What one in the year between Parasite and Coda? Oh, God. It's what? a film that I recently wrote an essay about because I love it. Uh, Can you give me the director as a clue? Chloe Zhao. Nomadland. Yes. Yeah. Nomadland. I've actually watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that was Best Picture. Yeah. It, it was on like Amazon Prime Video or something. At one uh, I think it's on Disney Plus now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that was in that weird year where um, they were in that tiny room. And um, I remember watching that and being like, this is fucking boring. That was one of the most boring Oscar telecasts I've ever seen. I think the only one I've ever watched is last year's one, and it was boring. You didn't watch it live, though. I didn't watch it live, no, because I'm not insane and I don't want to stay up till <laughs> five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the way I've developed this, like, um, I stayed up and watched it yeah, live. Yeah, I'm insane. To be fair, this, this year I really want to do it with a bunch of people. Oh, It'll yeah. Be a lot of fun. But, like, normally it's just me and my friend Ollie Cocker and, like, Staying up all night texting like crazy people, oh. and then last year obviously it became a bigger deal because of certain reasons. Um, and certain reasons, certain you know, the the incident that happened with Will Smith. So, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. people knew about that. So, yeah. I think a lot of people tuned in after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think won the year before Parasite the 91st? I could not tell you. It's a movie that Spike Lee hates, and a lot of people hate, it's widely regarded as one of the least liked best picture nominees I could Winners. not tell you Atom. Green Book <laughs> oh I've seen that one too yeah wow who knew I haven't seen it it was on Prime Video I watched it with my parents and it was like mid yeah a lot of people really hate that <laughs> yeah wait so last 10 years did you want me to do yeah year before that's going to be easy the posters in this room The Shape of Water yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I clocked as soon as we came in I was like oh I can just say that Okay. okay. I've not watched that you one. You got the last one, two, three, four, five winners. Okay. Um, Give me directors. I might be able to work it out. You'll that. get the next one. 89th. The winner was a big moment in Oscars history because there was a big mistake and there was a shuffle of cards 
and they named one film as the winner, but it was actually another film. I know this is an incident that happened, but I could not name either of the films that were accidentally. Okay. (laughs) Um, They gave the best picture to La La Land, but it was actually Moonlight. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Moonlight is a great film. I prefer La La Land, but... I've seen La La Land, so... La La Land is one of my favourite films of all time, though, so it's not really fair. La La Land was the first film I got on Blu-ray, which is probably quite old for, like, a first film on Blu-ray. But, you know, it was one of those ones where you could, like, scan a barcode and get a digital version as well. Oh my god, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Year before that, I'll give you some clues. This is a movie that was kind of like a investigative thing about the about the catholic church and about the journalists that exposed some of the corruption going on in boston and it was a very well liked film um i'll give you some of the films that were nominated with it Mm -hmm. the revenant mad max fury road the danish girl bridge of spies room a film that i love Right. I've seen none of those films, but I've heard of at least three of them, but I could not tell you what the best picture was. Spotlight. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it, I'm going to be honest. You've Spotlight got, is great. You've asked the worst, not the worst person, but like one of the least knowledgeable people yeah. you could have to come on an episode about film. But it is fun, it's entertaining. While it's I fine. Try. You weren't my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I get it. No, it's we love you. We're, we're happy that you're yeah. on there. Well, there's a reason I had you on after Carmen on my show, Ollie. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was just a, a matter of schedules and who got okay. there first. Anyway, yes. Last free one. Okay. Um, film starring Michael Keaton about him as a former superhero actor who's now washed up, has Emma Stone in it, has a really long title. My mum hates it. Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Also not heard about that one. Okay, these last two you should know. Okay. Um, 86th Academy Awards. This one was nominated alongside... Let me see. Do, 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 do. Gravity, American Hustle, Great Gatsby. Uh, why was that nominated? God, I sound like I have such a vendetta against that. And Frozen. <laughs> um... This, Frozen? Yeah. Really? Uh, I don't think it got nominated for Best Picture. I think it was Best Animated Feature. Okay. Um, this one was 12 Years a Slay. Okay, yeah. I've not seen it, but yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And then the one before that was Ben Affleck's Argo. Oh, Which yeah. is an amazing film. Is it? Oh. Yes. Well, you did better than I did on the, on the game on my... Uh, podcast episode with you on your show that's true i mean i think you can tell that i wasn't at all interested in film until about three years ago (laughs) (laughs) it's it's fair i mean uh, at least you know at least you're honest about it there's a lot of people i know who are very like as soon as they get into film they act like they they have a like constant idea about everything yeah i think i think this is gonna sound like a really like annoying deep point about deeper point about society or whatever mm-hmm. but i think we should be able to say when we don't know everything yeah or when we want to learn about well things. i would classify myself as like casually academically into film yeah so because i did like film modules last year i can talk about film with people who were criticizing film if i've seen the film but oftentimes i haven't seen the film i'm not religiously going to the cinema 
Um, mm. But like, I can blend in. Who, who has time? Oh god, this is gonna be a longer conversation. But like, who has time really? Unless you're like me, who does it as a literal course. Mm-hmm. Who has time to go to the cinema and watch every new release, especially the amount of money that it costs? Like, oh, I'd, exactly. If yeah. I didn't have like an Odeon Limitless, which, thank you, mom. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, watch it as part of, like, a subscription thing, basically. I could never. Yeah, I mean, it used to be fine for me when I could get the train to Farnborough and get a £5 cinema ticket and mm. view Farnborough. But if I want to go to, like, Covent Garden, it costs me, like, £20. There's absolutely yeah. no chance. And, like, you're, you're never going to know that if the film you're going to watch is going to be worth it. Yeah. Like... What if, you know, you're, you're a person who gets to watch maybe, you know, one one movie a month, if that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people I talk to haven't even been to the cinema in, like, three or four months. The last time I went to the cinema was when we went to see Black Panther. Yeah, and then before that, it was um, Doctor Strange, you said. Oh, no, I think it was Thor. Thor. Love and yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so people go and watch the latest Marvel movie. Yeah, I am... Or Minions, much, The Rise of Groot. Yeah, I'm very guilty in the fact that I will go see the Marvel movies. Mainly because I feel like I'm in too deep at this point and I'll get it spoiled as well if I don't go see it. And those are the only films I see in cinema. Right. But I don't think... I couldn't tell you what the next Marvel film coming out is, so... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, okay. What do you think about the Ant-Man franchise? I really love the Ant-Man film. I'm a big Ant-Man defender in the first film. I think it's one of the best MCU films. And then I really don't care about Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I will stand by that first film. I think it's great. I've watched it more than once. Both are mid. I think I've watched it like four (laughs) times. I won't lie. My opinion is Paul Rudd is great. Uh Both are mid. They're fun. Yeah. But they're both a bit... mm. I really like the first one because it's fun and it feels like it has the like scope really well like he's a small ant guy oh, I, and he does like a heist film and that's all i wanted all i, really, I wanted from ant-man i i do agree on that i think the second one is paced better but yeah. i and I, I like the energy of the second one mm-hmm. but the first one is funnier i think and it's also um i don't know i feel like the visual effects in it are more interesting mm-hmm. not that they're bad in the second one but I just think they do some really cool stuff with the shrinking yeah. in it and that stuff. I don't know if I'm going to go watch this. Really? I, it's I, supposed I, to be an important one, right? Because it's Kang. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm going to... It'll I'm come gonna, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, That's like, I'll thing. watch it. But my point... I just have too many other, like... I, and not enough money. Yeah. Like, I, I, we can't go watch Puss in Boots. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm... I'm so excited for Puss in Boots. Let's be honest. If Puss in Boots was nominated in Best Picture, Heavy Heat Hitter... That, that one's gonna be a that would be a big they should animate animate they should nominate more animated films for best picture why are they contained to the category? there's only been I believe three animated nominees in best picture Toy Story 3 um Beauty and the Beast I can't remember the third one off the top of my head but it does happen mm-hmm. it's just super rare I think there's just a lot of academy members that are very backwards and they like they're like oh it has its own category let's put it over there but if it means putting elvis in when we could have had is probably a better film than most of the best yeah and i mean it's not even it's not even gonna win the animated feature oscar because come on it's gonna be pinocchio yeah yeah which i love but 
That's a strong category. Yeah. So actually, you know... I'm a big animated film advocate. I think they're really underrated. I think, especially what Pixar seem... Like, most of the time seems to be doing at the moment. They've got mm-hmm. some... Like, they've had, had some incredible films. Like, yeah. Soul. Oh, my God. I'm a big Luca fan. Luca I love... Turning great. Red was nominated this yeah, year. Great yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like a lot of Pixar's new films. I think they're very, they're very strong. Yeah. I think animated film maybe might be the area of film I'm most excited about Mm. at the moment which is I think interesting yeah I think I'm I'm a mass I love animated films and next year's gonna be a big you know you got the Spider-Verse sequel you got um, the new Studio Ghibli film Um, really oh I didn't know that oh now you've got me excited yeah um, what's it called Um, I think it's called How Do You Live Um, Hand Roll Animation Super Good. cool. Because I remember years. they did that like three D animation. And oh no no no! It was but so bad. It's um that it's still different though. Okay. Because the CGI one was a oh my god, just ugly. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. But even most of their other films are like a specific type of hand draw. This one I think is more supposed to be. Have you ever seen Tale of Princess Kaguya? Oh, don't, don't. That's what. I... <laughs> yeah, it's Ollie. like that. Okay. Okay. I, I'm that is this insane. Beautiful. Literally drawn by hand. Beautiful film. Beautiful film. That you can't do that with live action cinema. You just can't. <laughs> to me, that's cinema. That is cinema. Peak cinema, cinema is animated that's fine. film. It's, this is what we should have been talking about the whole time. Yeah, animated I found film. Your calling. Yeah, I can talk. I was a big like Disney fan. Yeah. So maybe that that. Sh- What's your favorite Disney princess movie? Uh. That's a correct answer. Is there? Well. What's There's a correct answer technically if you want to consider it a Disney princess movie. So if you don't say it, I'll allow it. I think you would choose Mulan. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know how. I don't fully classify that as a Disney princess. Movie. It is a Disney. Okay. It counts. Do, do you want me to get into the politics of Disney princess films? Because I know everything. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so there are three. Nothing would please me more. Yeah, three criteria for how Disney kind of admit someone into the Disney Princess brand because it is a brand and they sell the dolls together. And yeah, Mulan. I know that Mulan's part of the Disney yeah. Princess brand. And the way they seem to classify it is born into royalty, marries into royalty, or does some significant act of bravery. So that's basically the exception for Mulan. But then there's also a fourth unofficial one and that is box office success. That's why Elsa's... Uh, uh, yeah, up. so it, it goes both ways in some... So like... Atlantis, I can't remember the name of the main female character in that, but she could technically be classified as a Disney princess because she's like Atlantis royalty. I believe oh, I've not actually no seen. One gives a shit about yeah, her. but the film didn't perform well, so they didn't make her a Disney princess. But then the reason Elsa and Anna from Frozen aren't yeah. Disney princesses is because they formed two worlds, so they wanted to form their own brand of Frozen and sell them to as dolls. It's always separately. interesting to me to see which how they find a way to <laughs> to get them. Um, like to write in that there's some sort of like Moana is the daughter of the chief yeah so she's technically a princess as well by the way Moana would also be up there for me I loved Moana love it it would be like it's a close second for and it's so pretty as well like it's a beautiful film Mm -hmm. I watched it the other day again and it's like just mind blowing I love the David Bowie crab that's my favourite bit oh my god he's brilliant he's amazing I also really enjoy um Beauty and the Beast to an extent, although the Stockholm Syndrome does kind of give me, you know. Uh, um, 
Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin's always been like a. It's good, but it's not like called to my heart, you know. Yeah. Um. I love that film. Yeah. If um, you had to be any Disney princess, which Disney Tangled. Princess would you be? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the best one, but I think it's really mm. fun. It's top three. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Yeah. Um, does Encanto count? It's not one of my favorites. I don't think it's been put in. Yeah. The. What do you think about Brave? Ooh, that's an inter- that's that's interesting for two different reasons. Yes. One, it's a Pixar film. Yes. But Marida is a Disney. But princess. she is a Disney princess, which, I, whatever the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I find it aggressively mid. Yeah, I have a theory about Brave. What? It's not my theory. I've definitely watched it in some video somewhere, but I think they had two directions they wanted to go with the storyline. They wanted to have a story about a mother and a daughter. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to have an action Highlander style movie mm-hmm. where the mother turns into a bear. And there are two things going on in that film. Yeah. And either you want to have a story about the mother and the daughter, or you want to have an action movie where she fights an evil bear. Yeah. And they can't choose between the two. Um, and I think they should have not turned the mother into a bear and done something completely different. That's my hot take. Did you ever hear the Pixar theory that. Um... That Boo, Boo is the, is the, the witch. Is the oh, witch. I was fully on. I was like deep in Pixar theorizing. Because she has the little wood thing of Sully. Yeah, yeah. But Pixar theory is actually the dumbest shit I've ever. Oh, heard. I kind of love it though. People go into so much effort no. every time a new Pixar film's released. They're like, I mean, how do we slot it in? It's cute. It's funny. Uh huh. It's like I get like the idea of it. Yeah. But if anyone actually thinks that it's accurate, um, like, come on, there's no way that they're actually connected. No, but it's fun. I it's think funny. It's, yeah. But I've had people talk to me before, like, oh, did you know that they're secretly connected? And I'm like... Then, like, we don't... They've not, yeah. Although it would... If if it was, the absolute balls on Pixar to create such a fucking depressing universe where, like, well, like, there's, you know, the destruction of Earth and Wally and then... There's like afterwards, like there's monsters or something, yeah. and then the monsters die, and then I think the Cars movies are the last one. No, the Cars movies, the transition while the humans are off Earth in the, um, <laughs> yeah. they're like the transition as things start to become more sentient. Because the first sign of non-human things becoming more sentient is Finding Nemo, because all the fish can talk to each other, and then it becomes like machines, and then there's the rise and fall of machines, and I'm then Wally right is the now. final one. <laughs> Can you tell like, I I was obsessed with this for years? Yes. Yeah. Maybe I should have been an animated <laughs> film scholar. Speaking of animated <laughs> films, The Minions the Rise of Gru soundtrack. We're going to talk about it afterwards. Yeah. We need a break. <laughs> yes, sorry. Have I been talking about Disney princesses for too long? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Love it. Um I'm going to play Dance to the Music by Her. You know I love Her. I do. Um so this is from The Minions the Rise of Gru soundtrack. A fucking slap. Surprisingly like, good. It really slaps. surprisingly it's good. It's so good. Um, for no reason. <laughs> but not nominated for an Academy Award, but I needed Snuffed. an excuse to it. <laughs> I needed... It made so much money. Um, and uh, I needed an excuse to put in a film that was connected to a movie. So, Dance the Music by her. Dance to the music. 
That was Dance to the Music by Her. We were just talking about um, the Kung Fu Panda movies. We were. I love those films so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed them when mm. I was younger, but I can't say I've seen them in about 10 years, maybe. I Kung- saw the third one. Kung Fu Panda 1, uh-huh. good movie. Kung Fu Panda 2, masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So fucking good for no reason. Mm-hmm. Well, not for no reason. The animated... Like, the animation is incredible and all the people who worked on it are geniuses. <laughs> it's so good. And um, starring Michelle Yeoh, tying it back to Does it actually? Yeah, she plays like the fortune teller in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Gary Oldman's Scary Peacock. <laughs> Man, very, very scary. Uh-huh. Um, one of the most terrifying... Also weird, um, the third movie kind of makes it a little bit less dark, but the second movie, like has a really dark backstory for, for Poe, because, like, his whole family gets killed. I don't remember it. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't spoil this 15-year-old? Yeah, I've definitely seen it before, but... Oh, God, it's starting to get really old. Yeah, when when did Kung Fu Panda 3 come out? 20... Don't quote me on this. 2015? 2016? But the second one was, like, 2012. I swear the second one was like 2012, which is now 11 years ago. The first film came out in 2008. (laughs) And the second film came out in 2011. And the third film came out in 2016. Kung Fu Panda 2 is 12 years old. People who were born at the time of Kung Fu Panda 2 are almost teenagers. They're about to pick their GCSEs, like... <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm about to pick their GCSEs. Yeah, when you're 12, you're in year 8. Oh, yeah, bro, I'm being done. And you pick your GCSEs in year 9. Hmm. Scary. Almost, like a year away. Yeah, we picked our GCSEs about 10 years ago as well, just like, as a, you know, yeah. 
thank you. Fun fact. Just need to hear that. Uh-huh. Um, let's talk about that Minions Rise of Gru soundtrack, bro. I had no idea. It was only like a couple. of I introduced ago. this to you. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, why is Blood is on the um, uh, not Kung Fu Panda, Minions Rise of Gru soundtrack, and Phoebe Bridges and Diana Ross, <laughs> Tame Impala, yeah, huh? Insane. Like, why? Why does it slap? So it had also, no they're not right. they're not just like on it, and it's like, oh, Kelly Uchis is on it too. Uh huh. You know how much I love that woman. Yes. Um, stream Red Moon and Venus when it comes out, or whatever. <laughs> Um, I I love that album. I just think if it, I I almost love that every time I open that Wires Blood song, which is such a good song as yes. well. It just comes up with the Minions artwork. Mm-hmm. Like it's like two completely different things, especially the Phoebe Bridges song, which is like super depressing. Yeah. And it's like the cover of it is like grew on a motorcycle. I really <laughs> hope it's your top stream song of 2023, so it shows up on your Spotify. Oh, that rap. would be really funny. Because it's not like it just has it the name be. of the song either. It's like this song from Minions, the Rise of Gru soundtrack. It's like really Gar- in your face. Guaranteed, it will be a Beyonce song, yeah. or whatever Taylor releases this year. Yeah, I speak I'm, now. Taylor's version. Speak now. Taylor's version is really looking like it might be my um top stream. It's gonna be it's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what like movie soundtracks in general are weird. Who came up with the idea that a film needs an original song? Because that used to happen all the time in the eighties. You know, like like Back to the Future had Power of Love, and other movies had uh, other things. I think it, <laughs> it probably originated from the musical film, mm. um, and then from there people started I don't know maybe it would be something to research into of like when was the first original not yeah. musical well I'm fully convinced fully convinced that nowadays most of the time it's just because the Oscars have an extra category for best original song quite possibly because like you know Black Panther has a soundtrack for every movie mm-hmm. makes sense those mm-hmm. are very musical movies the soundtrack slap great Everything Everywhere had a song in it. It was good. Good to see it get nominated or whatever. Why does Top Gun have a song by Lady Gaga? Why does... um, Like, there are just a bunch of movies. Why does Avatar have a weekend song? Yeah. I mean, I guess... I can see it being useful in the fact that if you have a specific mood you want to have and a specific type of song and you can't find that song in the back catalogue... Half the times, they literally... They just play over the credits, though, and they don't really fit... Yeah. That well. Like, it's th- like I, a. I love The Weeknd, but what? Why? It does feel a bit Oscar fishing. Um, and it didn't get nominated. Um, <laughs> Taylor Swift did one this year as well for um, where the crawdads sing. Yeah. I, I thought that song was fine. I really is so mid. I listened to it when it came <laughs> it out. It was okay. The only thing I liked about it was really liked about it was that the cover work was unused from folklore and I was like ooh this is how I get my little folklore serotonin in the morning (laughs) (laughs) the era is still going on in my in my head uh huh um well we're pretty much at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. this hour's flown by I know I feel like I've talked about animated films for like 45 minutes And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, At least it was film this, related. Yeah. Hopefully this episode is more... Po- you know, last year... That last... Last year. Last episode, I was like, you know, I want to get in the top five um, listens. Uh, I got into the top 50. 
Um, so you know, slightly less, but so you, what you're saying is everyone should go re-listen to your first episode so yes, it can get and into then the top five. also share it. Yeah, um, and also listen, listen to, to this one. Yeah, and also share my it. episode that I recorded like two hours ago. On... Listen to that one third. No, listen to it. First. Oh, fourth. Listen to the episode that I guessed on Sadie's podcast third. Yeah, well, just boost everything that has my name in it because I want to boost my ego. Yeah. That's absolutely fair enough. You still need to beat mm-hmm. Carmen and Ben and now Izzy because I've recorded a show with Izzy. Um, well, it's good because now I now I have uh, a new narrative I can go for. I'm the indie underground. Ooh, I'm, the, I'm the oh they don't like me. They don't want me on the air. But I say what I think, uh-huh. and I have my loyal fan base of my mum that listens <laughs> to me live. Yeah, yeah. So I listen to you, not yeah. live. Not live. No, it's like 50, you should, 15 views. You, you know, should get her to <laughs> listen like to you on Spotify as well, because then that's an extra view. Even if she uh, doesn't yeah. hear, she's got to listen to it twice. My parents don't listen live to mine, so. Yeah. I think they're probably at work, though. So, you know. Well, the sound of the notification for the NHS telling me to get counselling <laughs> is how we're going to end this episode. Um, where can people find you, Sadie? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sadie Mansfield, whatever it is. Don't I literally know why do. I added that in. Yeah. Um, Listen to my podcast. I recorded an episode with Izzy today on yeah. London throughout the sixties and seventies. So go listen to that, please. Slay. Um, I have nothing to promote again this week. I did finish my short film, but that's promote not your short film. Oh, yes. no one can. Everyone, to that. <laughs> everyone, go watch it. <laughs> where it isn't yeah. <laughs> it's not on the internet um, maybe it will be at some point But I have something to promote on behalf of you I think yes. everyone should take to wherever the academy people listen yeah. and go and ask everything everywhere to be nominated for best picture not nominated, um, That's how it works. to win best picture yeah, <laughs> I literally don't know how you heard it, you heard it hit yeah. them first uh-huh. um, yeah uh, also um, we can talk about um yeah, no, I can't think of anything else. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, that's the that's the episode then. I'll leave us with one final song. I'm going to let you pick between the two right now. Okay, go on. We can either do Glass Onion by the Beatles, for obvious reasons, because the song Glass Onion, and also you like the Beatles. Uh-huh. So I know that this <laughs> might be your choice. Or O oh, To Be In Love by Kate Bush. You know what? Let's go a little bit Kate Bush. Ooh, okay. I, uh, this was Kate part Bush. of the recommended... Uh, once I put together the playlist and I added it in because I liked it so much Mm -hmm. so yeah let's um, I'll see you guys next week with a new guest thank you for having me on again Um, (laughs) Sadie will come in in a new disguise next week oh yeah I'll be wearing a moustache next week yes Um, so yeah Um, goodbye Bye. bye you shift along the floor I find it hard to place my face How did I come to be here anyway It's terribly vague what's for me I could have been anyone You could have been anyone Why did you have to make
Tomorrow.